He doesn't just want us to be religious. He doesn't just want us to give him lip service. He doesn't just want us to go to his church for a couple of hours to worship him. He wants a relationship with us. Preaching the old-time gospel. With a fresh anointing to to a new generation. This is Saved to the Uttermost with evangelist Brian Tyndall. You may have heard it said that you need a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But how do you have a relationship with someone you can't see? Well, once you've had a run-in with the Savior, things will never be the same. Today, Brian Tyndall will be sharing with us the story of Zacchaeus, a wee little man who climbed a tree to see Jesus. And Jesus saw him and told him to come down. Let's find out what happens next by turning to Luke chapter 19, beginning at verse 1, for a message entitled, A Life-Changing Encounter with Jesus. Here's Brian. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 19, and the story that we're going to be reading out of the Bible is about a man by the name of Zacchaeus. The scripture says in Luke chapter 19, verse 1, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich, and he sought to see Jesus who he was, and he could not for the press because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he saw him and he said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and he came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be the guest with a man that was a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for so much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Many of us know about Zacchaeus from children's stories. Uh, Maybe we've sung the little a children's song about Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. And many times I think because uh, some of these stories out of the Bible are are related often to children's stories, we, we tend to think of uh, stories like this out of the Bible as just being for children. But that couldn't be further from the truth. What happened to Zacchaeus was something that needs to happen to every person on the face of this earth. He had a genuine, life-changing encounter with the living Lord Jesus Christ. And every single person on the face of this earth needs a life-changing encounter with the living Lord Jesus Christ more than we need anything else. In fact, Zacchaeus had most of the things that the world says a person needs. Uh, The scripture tells us that he was chief among the publicans. He was a person of position and power. He had a place of prominence in the community. The scripture also says, and he was rich. Zacchaeus was a man that had made money. He had a nice home. Uh, He had material possessions. If people in his day would have looked at him, they would have said Zacchaeus is a success. He's got the world by the tail. Uh, he, he's like many of us are in America. 
Uh, many of us have obtained positions within our community, maybe in our school, uh, on our ball team, uh, at our job. Uh, and, and many of us, uh, as far as the world is concerned, we're rich. Uh, because most of the world uh, do not have uh, the material resources that most of us as Americans have. The average person in the world, or at least uh, over half of the 7 billion people in the world, uh, live on less than $3 a day. Most Americans live on much more than $3 a day. And so when you look at it from a world perspective, uh, most of us today as Americans are rich, even those of us that are living on what we would consider to be a lower or a middle class or a lower middle class income. Compared to the rest of the world, we still are rich. We have a roof over our head. Uh, many of us have a nice place to live. We have uh, a car to drive. Many of us have more than one car, have nice cars. We have clothes to wear. Many of us have nice clothes. We have many of the the things not only that we need, but we have the many of the things that we want. And I'm sure that Zacchaeus was that same way. Uh, he had material possessions. He was a wealthy man. From a physical point of view, he did not have very much need in his life. And yet it's obvious that something was missing. It's obvious that even though Zacchaeus had a position of power, even though he had influence in the community, even though people looked up to him, even though he had a, a big job, even though he made a good living, a good income, and had material possessions, it's obvious that something was missing in Zacchaeus' life. And the scripture teaches that. The script, Jesus said, what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world and loses his own soul? Another way of saying that is, what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world and did not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and was not saved? And that's where Zacchaeus was. Zacchaeus had power. Zacchaeus had money. He had a job. He had position. He had material possessions, but he did not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. He did not know who Jesus was personally. He had never accepted Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord of his life. And so there was something missing in Zacchaeus's life. And so on this particular day, he heard that Jesus was going to be passing by. Jesus had become very popular by this time. He was a great preacher. They had never heard anybody preach and teach with the authority and power that Jesus taught and preached with. Jesus had performed many miracles that had become uh, popular with the people. And so wherever Jesus went, he, he drew large crowds of people if they knew that he was coming. And so on this day, uh, Jesus was going to be passing by. And somehow Zacchaeus heard that Jesus was going to be passing by. And so Zacchaeus went uh, maybe to stand on the street so he could get a good place where he could see Jesus when he passed by. Because the scripture says that he wanted to know who Jesus was. It says, and he sought to see Jesus, who he was. He had heard about Jesus, but he wanted to know who Jesus Christ was for himself. And there's many of you that are listening to this radio broadcast. You're just like Zacchaeus. You don't have many physical needs. Most of the things that you need, you have. Many of the things that you want, you have. Many of you have good jobs, good positions. Uh, you have nice homes to live in. You, you have jobs that take care of your family's needs. You have material possessions. You're just like Zacchaeus. Maybe even though you have all of those physical things, all of those material things, maybe there's still something missing in your life. And maybe the thing that's missing in your life is the thing that was missing in Zacchaeus' life. 
Maybe you have heard about Jesus Christ. You've heard the stories of the Bible. You've heard that he came to this earth, that he lived a sinless, perfect life, that he did miracles, that he died on a cross, that he was buried in an empty tomb, that he rose on the third day, that he ascended into heaven. You've heard about Jesus, but maybe you're like Zacchaeus. You don't know him personally. You've never entered into a relationship with him through faith and repentance. He's never become Savior and Lord of your life. You're not his child, and you're not in his family. Maybe you're like Zacchaeus. Maybe what you need more than anything else in the world is you need to discover who Jesus Christ is personally for yourself. And there's just a few quick things I want us to see from this story here. When Zacchaeus came, because the scripture says he was a short man, uh, the, the crowd of people was in his way and he couldn't see. He, he realized when Jesus passes by, I'm going to be standing uh, several people uh, deep behind the crowd and I'm not going to be able to see him. And so Zacchaeus remedied this problem by climbing a tree so he could have a vantage point of height where he could look down and see Jesus. And the scripture says in verse 5, And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he saw Zacchaeus. And that's a simple thing, but it's a profound thing. Jesus saw Zacchaeus. Right where he was in that tree, Jesus saw him. Maybe you feel like, the Lord is a million miles away. Maybe you feel like uh, because of your sin, because of your disobedience, because of, of different decisions that you've made in your life, maybe you feel like there's a separation, a distance between you and God. What I want you to know today is that just like Jesus saw Zacchaeus, he sees you and he sees me. He sees all of us. The scripture says that he has the power to be omnipresent. He has the power to be in all places at all times. You see, you and I in our flesh, we're limited by time and space, but God, Jesus Christ, is not limited by time and space. He can be in all places at all times, and he sees us just like he saw Zacchaeus, and and he sees us. And we need to understand that today. He sees us where we are. He sees us in the condition that we're in. He sees us. But not only did he see Zacchaeus, but in verse 5 it says, And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him, and he said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. Not only did Jesus see Zacchaeus, but he knew Zacchaeus. He knew him by name. Now, as far as we know, they did not have a relationship with each other. They probably had never met uh, personally uh, here on this earth. And yet, when Zacchaeus climbed that tree and he was looking down as Jesus was passing by, when Jesus looked up, Jesus not only saw Zacchaeus, but he knew him. He knew his name. He knew him personally. And I want you to know today that Jesus sees us and Jesus knows us. He knows us personally. He knows us better than we know ourselves. The scripture says that Jesus 
is the creator of the world. The Bible says that he was in the world and all things were created by him and nothing that has been made was made without him. Jesus Christ is the creator of the world. He's your creator. He's my creator. Jeremiah said God was there. He formed me in my mother's womb. And Jeremiah was not the only one that was formed in the womb. Every person that has ever been born in the history of the world, you and I, we were all formed by God in the womb. He knows us. He knows us personally. He knows us intimately. He knows everything that we've ever done. He knows every sin that we've ever committed. He knows every place that we've ever gone. He knows every word that's ever come out of our mouth. He knows every thought that we've ever had. He knows our desires. He knows our dreams. He knows our fears. He knows everything there is to know about us. And you say, Brian, that's a scary thought that Jesus would know everything there is to know about me. Well, I can understand that. But here's the thing. Even though Jesus saw Zacchaeus, and even though he knew him, he still called him. He still called him. Notice that in verse 5. It says, And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw Zacchaeus. And he said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. And come down. He called him. He saw him. He knew him and he called him. And I want you to know that Jesus sees you today and he knows you today and he's calling you today. He said, Brian, I didn't, I didn't know that Jesus was calling me. I, I didn't feel like Jesus was calling me. I, I haven't sensed that Jesus was calling me. Well, let me tell you something. The calling of Jesus Christ is not based on how you feel. The, the calling of Jesus Christ is not based on what you have perceived or not perceived. The calling of Jesus Christ is based on the authority of God's word. It's based on what God says he is like and what God says that he does. And the scripture says in the book of Revelation that God stands at the door and he knocks and that anyone who will open that door, that he will come into him and he will have relationship with that person. Today, whether you know it or not, whether you feel it or not, whether you sense it or not, whether you believe it or not, Jesus Christ, the same Jesus Christ that saw Zacchaeus and knew Zacchaeus and called Zacchaeus down out of that sycamore tree is the same Jesus that sees us and knows us and is calling us. He's calling us because he wants to have a relationship with us. And that's the fourth thing I want you to see here in this passage. Not only did Jesus see Zacchaeus and know him and call him, but he wanted to be in relationship with him. It says, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he saw Zacchaeus and he said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today I must abide at thy house. Now I'm sure that Zacchaeus was amazed. Why would Jesus want to spend time with me. Why would Jesus want a relationship with me? Why would Jesus want to go home with me? I'm sure Zacchaeus had all of those thoughts going through his mind. And it wasn't just Zacchaeus that had those thoughts going through his mind. We know that the people that were standing around also wondered, you know, does Jesus know who this is? Does Jesus know what kind of person Zacchaeus is? Does Jesus know what kind of sinner that he's going to spend time with and that he's going to this person's house? And, and, and we're told that there 
in the scripture, it says in verse 7, and when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was going to be the guest with a man that is a sinner. Not only could Zacchaeus not believe that Jesus wanted a relationship with him, that Jesus wanted to go home with him, but the people in the crowd, the people standing around couldn't believe that Jesus would want a relationship with somebody like Zacchaeus, a sinner like Zacchaeus. And yet, my friends, that is exactly what Jesus wanted. He wanted a relationship with Zacchaeus. He wanted to go home with Zacchaeus. He wanted to be in the middle of Zacchaeus's life. He wanted to be in the middle of Zacchaeus's marriage. He wanted to be in the middle of Zacchaeus's family. He wanted to be Savior and Lord of Zacchaeus's life. And my friends, that's what he wants for you and for me as well. And today, my friends, I want you to see this. Just like Jesus Christ saw Zacchaeus, he sees us. Just like he knew Zacchaeus, he knows us. Just like he called Zacchaeus, he's calling us. He's calling us through his word, the gospel. He's calling us through the power of the Holy Spirit that's speaking to us in that still small voice in our life, in our consciousness, in our, in our heart. He's speaking to us today. And he's calling us to himself. He's calling us to come to him in faith and repentance. He's calling us to enter into relationship with him through faith and repentance. He's calling us to be saved. He's calling us to be born again. He's calling us to be in his family. Why? Because he wants a relationship with us. He wants to be Savior and Lord of our life. He wants to walk through this life with us. He wants to live with us. He wants to abide with us just as he wanted to live and abide with Zacchaeus at his house and with his family. He wants that kind of relationship with us. He doesn't just want us to be religious. He doesn't just want us to give him lip service. He doesn't just want us to go to his church, his house on Sunday for a couple of hours to worship him. He wants a relationship with us. And we can have a relationship with him through faith and repentance because of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross when he sacrificed his body and shed his blood for our sins. But the final thing I want us to see is not only did Jesus see Zacchaeus, and not only did he know him, and not only did he call him, and not only did he want a relationship with him, but I want us to see that Jesus changed Zacchaeus. Jesus changed Zacchaeus. In verse 8, it says, And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore to him fourfold what I have taken. You know, that's how we can know that Zacchaeus was changed. We can know that he was changed by the fruit that he bore. We can know that he was changed by Jesus Christ because we see a radical change in his life. Now, Zacchaeus was not saved by changing himself. He was saved by what Jesus Christ did for him. He was changed by Jesus Christ. And then because of the change of salvation, because of the change of forgiveness, because of the change of being born again by the power of God, then we see a 
physical change in Zacchaeus's life. And we see this because Jesus says in verse 9, and Jesus said unto him, this day salvation has come to your house. Zacchaeus allowed Jesus to change him. And when Jesus Christ changed him, he changed him from the inside out. He made him a new person. He made him a new creation. The old Zacchaeus died. A new creation was born. All things passed away. All things became new. He became a child of God. Jesus Christ became his Savior and his Lord. Today, Jesus Christ wants to change us. Jesus Christ wants to change you. He doesn't just want uh, you to to worship him for two hours on Sunday. He doesn't just want you to give him lip service. He doesn't just want you to play church or, or get a little bit religious or play a religious game or just join a church or get wet in a baptistry. My friends, he wants a relationship with you. He wants to change you. And see, our problem is most of us know that there needs to be changes in our life. If you listen to people talk, they'll even say things like, well, I know I need to do better, or I know I need to turn over a new leaf. I know I need to start going to church. I know I need to start reading the Bible. I know I need to start doing more good works. People will talk like that. They have a realization that there needs to be a change in their life. The problem is they think that they can change themselves. They think through their own power, through their own effort, that they can change themselves. I want you to see that Zacchaeus was changed completely and totally changed, but he was not changed by his own power or his own effort or his own religious work. He was changed through the salvation that comes through putting faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and through confessing and repenting of sin. He was changed by being born again by the power of God. And that is the only way that we can be changed. And indeed, he was changed. The scripture says that when salvation came to him, that he stood up and said, Lord, if I've robbed anybody, I'll give the money back. And not only will I give back what I have taken, but I will give back four times what I have taken. You see, when you, when you find a person that is willing to do restitution, when you find a person that is willing to restore what he has done wrong. When you find a person that is willing to make right what he has done wrong in the past, that is a person that has experienced true, genuine salvation. And that's what Zacchaeus experienced. And notice that the scripture says in verse 10, the last verse, it says, For the Son of Man, that is Jesus, has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus Christ came to this earth for the express purpose to save people like Zacchaeus, to save people like me, to save people like you. Jesus did not come to this earth for religious people. He didn't come to this earth for good people. He didn't come to this earth for saints. He came to this earth to seek and to save that which was lost. And that day as Jesus walked down that road, he looked up in that sycamore tree and he saw a man that although he had position and power in the community and although he had riches and although he had material possessions, he looked up in that tree and Jesus saw a man that needed salvation. My friend, Jesus sees you today. He knows you better than you know yourself. He's calling you to come to him 
And the reason he wants you to come, the reason that he's calling, is because he wants a relationship with you. He wants you to be his child. He wants to be Savior and Lord of your life. And my friends, if you'll come to him in faith and repentance, and you'll humble yourself and call upon him, he will answer and he will change you and he will make you a child of God. Will you allow him to do that today? May the change that came to Zacchaeus and his house come to all of us and come to all of our homes today. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you come to faith in Jesus? The Bible says in Romans 10:9 that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You're listening to Save to the Uttermost with evangelist Brian Tyndall, and it's our desire to see as many people as possible hear and respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you'd like to learn more about the gospel and what it means to be saved, Brian would love to send to you a small book entitled Salvation, Man's Greatest Need, God's Greatest Gift. In it, he'll share why all people need to be saved, how God has made salvation possible, why anyone can be saved, what salvation really is, and how we receive God's gift of salvation. To get a copy absolutely free as our gift to you, simply visit uttermostevangelism.org and request a copy. You can also write or call us, and I'll have that information for you in just a bit. Brian Tyndall is the founder and president of Uttermost Evangelism. His message today was entitled, A Life-Changing Encounter with Jesus. And you can get a CD copy of the entire sermon to listen to again or to pass on to a friend. Simply contact us and ask. The website again is uttermostevangelism.org. That's uttermostevangelism.org. If you'd rather write us, here's the address. Uttermost Evangelism, P.O. Box 7, Pontotoc, Mississippi, 38803. That's P.O. Box 7, Pontotoc, Mississippi, 38803. Or you can call us. Our phone number is 662-372-1912. That's 662-372-1912. Thanks for listening today. Join us again next time. And remember, Jesus is able to save to the uttermost those that come to God through him. God bless. Save to the Uttermost is provided by Uttermost Evangelism, Pontotoc, Mississippi.